Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hey loves, welcome to Clear the Clutter podcast, where I teach you timeless principles to clear out old money and mindset beliefs that are holding you back. Today, we're going to talk about episode number 71, how to manifest your mindset into a new reality. And of course, I'll have examples for us to dive into. But before we get into the examples, I want to let you know about this podcast sponsor, which is me. If you want to dive deeper into today's episode and get 50% off all my journal prompts and the entire Etsy store, use code podcastlove at checkout. Go to margaretstevens.co slash shop or click the link in the show notes. And don't forget the code podcastlove. Now, I know I've started talking about this, and if you've listened to older episodes, um, I might not have, depending on when you've listened to them, I might have put this little ad spot in there, but I am so incredibly excited about that coupon code because it does not exist anywhere else. I've talked in the past about like little IT Easter eggs, um, but it just makes me really happy to know that I've created something special just for my podcast listeners. So obviously I love all of my people that consume my content, and I'm deeply grateful because you're diverting time and listening to me or learning from me or having me help you on a transition, but you know how much I love to talk, right? <laughs> so having a specific code that doesn't exist for any anyone else, anywhere else, just for my podcast listeners, like I just, I just love it. I, I got the idea a couple of weeks ago, I should say maybe about two months ago at this point, and I've really leaned into it and enjoyed it so much. So I hope that you use the code. It is meant for you to use it. It's meant for you to use it as many times as you want. Like there's no limitation. You know, whether you put one journal prompt in your cart, you put all, I got, I think I have like 30, 40, maybe 45 journal prompts. No, I have like four. Yeah, I have like 50. I have like 50 different journal prompts. Like if you put all of them in the cart, you get 50% off everything. So that's the point. It's for me to show you how much I deeply appreciate and love you. So use the coupon code. Don't be shy and enjoy 50% off the entire Etsy store. So with that being said, let's get started. Now, I want to talk about realities real quick for a second, right? So I was talking with a coworker the other day. The lotto at this point in time was like one point something. I think it was like 1.3 billion, which is just like an obscene amount of money. In a good way. I'm not saying that bad, right? Because I wish I wish I had won it. Um, I didn't, but I wish I would have. But like, there was a lot of money, and you know, they were talking about like, oh, I can't imagine, and they were using all these like negative connotation terms when money and oh, but if I won that much, I would just lose it all, or people would go after me, and all these like horrible things. And then we had a customer come into the shop, which was like ten minutes before we were closing. And we're like, oh god. So we did our best to take care of that customer and get her out of the place as quickly as possible um, so we could close down. But after she left, um, I was talking to, again, like I said, one of my coworkers, and I wanted to point out, I'm like, you know what? She's living a different reality than you and I are. You're living a different reality than I am. I'm living a different reality than you are, and all of them are possible at the same time. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I must have been like extra woo because like he just looked at me like I had three heads. And I'm like, well, here's the thing, right? You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. You're trying to become this new person. But I, I believe that part of how you become this new person is you have to I've heard different phrases on it, but it never really clicked for me. Like I've heard you have to lean into it. You have to pretend you have to act as if, and I'm like, none of that shit like clicks for me. What I started doing is I started 
believing and finding examples of different, what, what I'm calling realities, quote unquote realities of what people had that I wanted and I figured out how to mimic it because I could wrap my head around, oh, well, they're having this thing. They can do this and they can do that. They can do all these things, right? So like, let me give you a clear example. I had a crap ton of really screwed up, negative, limiting, you know, scarcity, horrific scarcity mindset around money. I was like, I cannot continue to do this because at the time I was helping Ben run the shop and we were doing it and that was our only source of income. I'm like, if I don't get my shit together, I'm going to bankrupt us. Like I'm talking customers out of sales. I'm trying to manage their money for them. I'm trying to like not do recommendations because they came in looking a little grungy and I have this perception that they're broke as shit. Like I was doing so many stupid things when it came to money that I'm like, I cannot continue to do this because like, I am the one holding us back from making more money, which means like being able to pay the bills, which means hiring another person, which means, which means, which means, right? And the whole point of us opening the shop at the time was that we wanted to be paid for doing something we enjoyed. Ben was and still is a phenomenal, phenomenal mechanic. Um, he's an even better teacher, apparently, because, you know, where we work now, his you know team that is underneath him has made it so where he's had a million dollar department just the service department alone has made a million dollars in revenue two years back to back not including numbers from any other department i am so close to a million dollar dollar department it's not even funny so like i knew that all of these things were possible right i knew that i wanted a different money mindset um and i knew that like i wanted to use all my pto i knew that i wanted to travel i knew uh, I, I wanted to mimic people that had these amazing, beautiful, almost like a love story type of marriage. I knew those things re- existed. I knew that they were out in the ether. And I knew that my current reality was not that <laughs> in the slightest, especially depending on where we're looking like 5, 10, 15 years ago. I'm like, okay, well, like, I know that's where I want to end up, but how in the God's creation do I get there? So what I started doing is I started looking for people to go ahead and mimic. I started to make sure, you know, and this is why I talk so much about Amanda Francis. Like I am, every time I email her, I cry. And then she emails me back, which I've thought again is the most amazingest thing ever. I mean, she emails me back and she's like, you know, I'm so grateful that you've loved my work and that has made, you know, so many good results for you. But like, that's why I am a proud affiliate of Amanda Francis. Like, I love her courses. If you haven't checked out her stuff in regards to money mindsets and money belief, like she is phenomenal. And there's a reason why I have an affiliate code for her. There's a reason why I give promo content that only you get if you buy her course through me. Like, I specifically locked it in because I... I deeply love and, you know, cherish how she looks at money. And so, like, I found people that had great marriages. I had a friend of mine, um, her husband passed, I think, maybe about six months ago. And they were married probably about seven years ahead of where Ben and I were. And mind you, they were they were both batshit crazy. But, like, I loved them. Like, they, I loved them. And they were so good at helping me understand, like, the, the, the hills and the valleys that you go through in marriage and like the five-year bump and the seven-year I'm going to kill you and then the, like the 10-year like everything is rocking and you figure out how to get your grooves together and how to communicate. Like Heather and Mike were phenomenal, phenomenal coaches and, and just guideposts at like having amazing marriages. So 
most of this stuff I did on con- like kind of consciously, but unconsciously. I-, I knew that I wanted to find examples of what people were doing. And again, it could have been couples like Heather and Mike. It could be Amanda Francis. It could be plenty of other examples that I'm just not going to go into at this moment. But like, I was really conscious that I'm going to find examples of people that I wish I was or people that I would like to become more like, right? And then what I did is I started in the background of my head. I started saying, well, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. And it took a lot of time, right? So it wasn't like this journey, this transition happened overnight. But, you know, what I started doing is I started doing journal prompts. I started writing in my journal. I was actually going through my journals the other day. I've got, oh my God, I have so many partially opened and finished journals. It's not even funny, but like I was looking at my journal before I sat down tonight to record this episode and I was looking back. Let me flip if I could flip to the page real quick. Yeah. So I was looking back, like I'm not even joking a month ago and a month ago, there was things I was writing in my journal of like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to create this. I want to embody this. I want to let this go. I want to embrace this more. And, you know, I have always felt that journal prompts was the fastest way to go ahead and start to change your mindset or manifest a new reality or trick yourself, whatever verbiage you have to use to like have it click in your head. Right. But I have always felt that journal prompts were the fastest way to do it, which is why I have an entire store full of journal prompts. You know, there's a reason for it. It really works and it really works well. And my favorite part is when it comes to journal prompts, like if you write it down in a physical journal, um, you can go back and you can go back and you can look at your work and you can be like, wow, I've changed so much. I've come so far. That right there to me is proof that if I can do it and go from A to B, why not go from B to C or hell? You know, who says I have to go only one letter at a time? Why can't I go from C to like J? You know, like huge jumps, huge leaps, huge growth forward. So that's why I have my podcast. That's why I have the Etsy store and the journal prompts and the code podcast love for you to have that level of a quick shift just as fast. So you might be thinking, okay, I'm following you mags on the realities. Everyone lives a different reality. Everyone has their own perceptions. Everyone has their own goods and bads following you on that. I'm following you on the fact that I should probably be mimicking people that have the things that I want that I currently don't have following you. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but how do I freaking fracking get there? How the fuck do I get there? Right? Because what I'm doing right now is clearly not working. And, and I wanted to, and I will answer that, you know, little rant because I can feel your vibes through the, through the ethers. Like I wanted to hold this episode till about the third or fourth week of the new year, specifically because I believe that changing and becoming that next person, it takes time and it takes stages and it takes steps. And it doesn't mean none of those words means slow. Like if you thought, if I just said that and you're like, oh my God, that's, that's going to take forever. No, no, that just means how fast do you want to level up? Right. It's a hundred percent up to you. So first, I believe that it starts with identifying the habit that you want to embody. So that's why, you know, the New Year's episode I have is specifically targeted. It's a micro conversion. It's a mini mind shift that you can do in under an hour on building good, clean, intentional, you know, translatable, healthy habits. And then from there, once you start building those habits, I want you to start 
working them into the rhythm because for me it feels like a rhythm right like I want you to start working that into the rhythm of your life of what does this look like how does the practicality of it how does how do I start working out this many times a week working on my business doing this taking care of myself do like how do I actually implement the thing and then here's the other part which is why I waited specifically for this episode to come out now is when you start to fumble when you miss a workout now workout night when you, you know, say you're going to do something on one day and then just, you know, your plans get foobarred and you can't do it on that night and, and you have to pivot and you have to shift. It's really easy. And this is where people start to fall off the proverbial wagon of, oh, I skipped a night of the gym or I skipped a night of working out or I didn't go to bed at 10 o'clock tonight. You know, everything is foobarred and I'm done and I'll never be able to change my habits and screw it, I'll just stay up late and eat ice cream. Like, no, this is where you have to start bridging those two realities because I, I like when I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking of it I think of myself on one side of a bridge and then I think of the bridge as the time the work the efforts the journal prompts the habits that I'm doing to physically walk my truck and butt over to the other side of the bridge and the other side of the bridge is the version of me I haven't yet become but that I want to become I want to embody so I believe that both a both realities exist and I believe that they exist at the same time because clearly there's other people that are fully just podcasting and that is their business and they don't have to go into a day job. There are people that are, you know, buying, you know, vacation homes, you know, faster than I buy books at, you know, Barnes and Noble. Like there's all of these realities of things that I want and they're doing it. I can do it. I just have to work the bridge. I have to work the steps. I have to work the process, right? So what I want you to do is I want you to start, when you start to fumble on your goals, when you start to get, you know, a little backed into a corner or you start to not believe yourself, I want you to stop and I want you to think and I want you to feel like, no, it's okay. No, I can get to the other side of this bridge. No, I can go ahead and become that new person. So another episode I've talked about in the past is, um, meeting your future self. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. Um, but I still do this. Like I was thinking about this the other day when I was sitting down and I was writing my habits and writing down the things I want to implement and, you know, birth into reality in this year. And I was like, okay, what would 40 year old Maggie be telling me right now? She would be telling me you need to focus on A, B, and C and the rest of it doesn't matter. You need to do this. You need to do that because this is at, you know, if you're, I am going to be 34 next week. Um, and you know, I'm thinking where I am now and then I'm thinking of 40 year old Maggie and I'm thinking of like, okay, this is that bridge, right? Like what is, what does the life look like between those two time gaps? And if I only did these handful of things, if I only focused on these things, if I only invested my time into these things and kind of didn't care about anything else, by the time I made it to 40, by the time I made it to the other side of this proverbial bridge, I would be so happy because it checks off the boxes. It meets the goals. You know, I've talked about desire map a ton of times. Like it, it, it meets the needs and the feelings I'm trying to chase expansion, freedom, love, security, all of those things. Right? So I want you to start tricking yourself that you can have this reality too, and it's okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to find someone, that has something that you want. And I'm not talking from a jealous point of view because if we're talking from a jealous point of view, I've talked about that too, right? 
Jealous is not necessarily being jealous. Jealous just means that they have what you want, but you don't believe you can have it too. And I've talked that like I have literally a whole episode dedicated to that. So if you're struggling with jealousy, when you're trying to find the person you want to mimic or imbibe or, you know, like, like have that be like your, your, your North star, if you're really struggling with jealousy, I want you to go back and listen to that episode and see where do you not believe that you can have that too? So I used to think, again, let's go back to money. I used to think like, oh, because I'm not white and because I'm not connected and because I have a stutter and I curse like a sailor and I'm really, really, really brash and I, I, I hate people who, like, I hate people who lie. And like when people lie to me, I call them out on their shit. Because of that, I'll never be able to make money. Well, that's not true. Like, there's not, just not true. So you know, when I started to find people that were making a lot of money and they cursed, I was like, oh, I like clutched my proverbial pearls. I was like, oh my God, how can they curse and make money? I thought that that like, you can either curse or you can make money. You couldn't do both. So like I would struggle with the jealousy and I would be like, well, they're just a flash in the pan. They'll never make it. And that's not true. You know, I really struggled with the jealousy. So what did I do? I figured out that jealousy is just me believing that what they have is not what I can have. And so I worked on the jealousy. I worked myself through those specific journal prompts. I did the, you know, the uncluttering and the, you know, recognizing that, you know, they have what I want. I don't believe that I can have that. Why don't I believe I can have that? How can I make this feel safe for me? Because I, I don't know if you started to notice, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of talk of safety, safety lately. And safety is really going to be key when you're trying to build this bridge because if we can't figure out if between my journal prompts and listening to the episode if I can't figure out how to get you into a space where you feel safe making this transition into that next person the 40 year old Maggie that well obviously you're not going to become 40 year old me right but like 40 year old Maggie if I don't feel safe becoming her or you don't feel safe becoming that next version of you you will, whether it's conscious or unconscious, you will sabotage the ever living fuck out of yourself. You will purposely schedule your shit wrong. You will go ahead and, you know, make sure that you burn dinner. You'll forget about dinner. You won't work out. You'll, you know, do this. You'll over volunteer for that. You'll lose track of time. Like you will sabotage the ever living fuck out of yourself if your new goal does not feel safe. So that's why I want you to find someone that they have one whatever thing is that you want. You're like, wow, if I could have what they want, I would be really happy. That would be so freaking sweet. So like, <laughs> Ben hates me on this one, but not really. But like, I've been manifesting like some sick bookcases because I have probably a hundred books on the floor right now. Like we're redoing my office. He got me, um, he helped me pick out like this most amazing desk ever. I got this little nook to hold my printer and all that, but like, I really am manifesting this bookcase. And like, I, I ended up buying this, I'll give you a little story and you'll, you'll kind of laugh and you'll feel for me at the moment, but there's a point for it, right? So I had a couple days off last year, um, which just sounds horrible saying that out loud because it was only a couple days after, you know, two plus years of working back to back. But anywho. I had a couple days off and I was like, you know what? I really want to go to Ikea. So spur of the moment, no one knew, not planned out on a freaking Thursday. I drove my happy ass down to Miami, which I did not realize that Orlando, Orlando's Ikea was, was way, way closer than Miami's. I just thought Ikea's in Miami. I'm going to Miami. So I drove my happy ass down to Miami in my stick shift car 
you know, on one of the most busiest roads in the entire country. I drove down there and I walked around Ikea and like, I was so infatuated. Like I forgot to eat like an idiot, right? Like who gives up Ikea Swedish meatballs? But like, I forgot to eat and I was just envisioning, okay, what does my office look like? What does my office look like? Because I had been so dead set on, I want an office that is everything I picked out. Cause, and this is, you know, this comes back to that safety thing, right? Like I've had an office in both homes that we have owned, but in both offices, I never got to choose a lick of the furniture. So I was so grateful. Like one, um, our first house that we had, uh, one of my father-in-law's friends had three humongous wooden oak, ugly bookcases that they were getting rid of. And I was able to get those three bookcases for free. And I, I loved it because it was free bookcases. And so all my stuff had a place to go and all of that. But like my bookcases were given to me for free. I never got to pick them. My desk chair was given to me for free. I didn't, I'm not even joking. Like I did not buy my first desk chair until I think I was like 28. And I just got everyone else's hand-me-downs, whether, and mind you, I'm five foot two, except for my mom. No one else in my family is like five foot two. Ben's mom, I think is like five, 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 four. So like everyone else's hand downs, I just drowned in. So like I would get like my dad's handy down, hand me down uh, office chairs. And I'm like so tiny that like, I couldn't even touch the floor. Like, you know, and like, I just got all of these hand me down. My desk was a hand me down. And well, you know, I, I struggled because I didn't feel safe to say, you know what, as much as I appreciate the free item, I would really like to have something I picked out. I would really like to have a desk chair where I can sit in and I could, oh, you know what? Heaven forbid I put my feet on the floor at the same time, right? Not put them on a stool, not put them on a bench, not sit on them because I can't reach the floor and it hurts my back. Like it didn't feel safe to have the other side of that bridge. So for like a decade, I never asked for anything in my office. I think I bought like, I bought like a ring light and I bought a couple like, I didn't like even the poster, like there was a poster and it was a beautiful, uh, Hindu, uh, Hindu, um, oh my God, I can't remember her name, but she's the, um, the elephant. Uh, oh my God, I'm totally butchering this. Anyway, beautiful. It was like a four foot big poster and it was like a silk canvas type of poster and she was gorgeous, but I never even asked for it. Someone just gave it to me because they're like, well, you're, you're really good with money and you love to you know, work with money and manifest money here. I thought of you. And I was, you know, again, while I was really thoughtful, I never even picked out my own freaking wall art because I didn't feel safe to have it. I didn't feel safe to be on the other side of that bridge. So when I had the random hair up my butt to go to Ikea in Miami on that random Thursday, I really spent, you know, and this is why I always say like, you know, things can happen fast, but I don't want you to rush them. I spent like seven hours working through my shit on it feels safe to have an office that I picked. It feels safe to have a desk that I physically fit in. It feels safe to have a chair that I can sit in and put my fucking feet on the floor because I can't do that at work. Like I can't do that anywhere except for at home. It feels safe to have my printer in a specific spot where it's easy for me to reach and I'm not fussing with it and fighting with it. And, and you know, it feels safe to have this. It feels safe to have that. And now I'm manifesting what does it look like to have these bookcase? Because I, you know, books are such a humongous part of my life. Like humongous every, there's a reason why for the past three, no, four birthdays at this point, I have spent every single one at Barnes and Noble. A, it's the closest bookstore to me. B, books mean so much to me. So 
when I talk about safety, when I talk about safety in all of these late, latest episodes, I feel like it's one of those ways for you to start getting to the other side of that bridge faster than even what you were doing before. Because if you do not feel safe, you will sabotage. So I went to Ikea. Let's finish up the Ikea story, right? Because this is a super tangent. <laughs> um, so I go to Ikea. I spend like six or seven hours working through my shit on it feels safe to have an office I love. It feels safe to have a chair I can fit in. It feels safe to pick out things because they make me happy. It feels safe, it feels safe, it feels safe. So I, you know, I come home, I tell Ben, and he's like, holy shit, you drove the Fiesta to Miami. You drove a stick shift to Miami, are you high? Like, I'm surprised the wheels didn't fall off, but like whatever, right? It was a funny story. So I was like, I really wanna go back with the dually because obviously it's not like I can fit, you know, like a bookcase and a desk in the Fiesta. I mean, that car, like I, I joke, like I'm bigger than the car. Um, so we go back with the dually, we drive to Miami. And this is when I realized that Orlando is technically closer than Miami, but whatever, right? So we drive to Miami, we buy the desk, we buy this, I think it was like two different, yeah, two different bookcases. We buy that, we buy the little nook for my printer, we buy the chair. I sat in the chair, I'm like, oh my God, I actually fit, it's really comfy, I love it. So we bought all the things, right? Spent like a thousand bucks. And as I'm getting ready to pay, I'm having an ever loving breakdown. And I was starting to get really cranky and really mean. And men's like, what is going on with you? You are getting every single thing that you've wanted and not talked, like talked about nonstop for weeks now. And I'm like, you know what? The reason why I'm getting really cranky is because it feels, I feel really guilty spending money on myself. So that's what I'm saying. If you can't recognize where it doesn't feel safe and, and work through that, you're just going to sabotage yourself. So once I realized that, oh my God, it doesn't feel safe to spend money on myself in this capacity. I never spent like a, you know, maybe I've bought in a course here and there and stuff like that, but like courses didn't feel, they didn't feel the same. And I don't know why, but like they just didn't feel the same. Right. Um, but like having all this furniture staring me back in the face, like it just was a big, it was a big moment. And I was like, okay, I need to become the person that it is okay to spend money on themselves. It's safe to spend money on themselves. It's not that big of a deal. You know, it doesn't matter whether I'm putting it on a credit card, I've saved it, I can afford it, whatever, right? Like none of that matters. It is safe to spend money on myself. So I get through that latest, you know, mind fuck. And then we come home and I'm building the desk. I, I, you know, I didn't build the desk, I lied. Ben built it for me. I start building the bookcases. I built the little nook to put my printer on. We had taken all of the furniture out of my office. I had pre-sold everything ahead of time because I literally, like, when I say you make space for what you want, like, I sold my bookcases and got rid of my desk and my chair. So I had nothing in my office and everything was on the floor because I was that dead set on having the office furniture that I wanted. So, like, I backed myself into a corner to where I had nothing. <laughs> so... I come home, we're doing the thing, and I had some a couple hours where Ben wasn't home. I'm like, you know what, screw it. Let me try to start building the bookcases by myself. Let me see what I can do on my own, and then he could come home and help me with the rest. And then we start building the bookcases, and this is where things get interesting because they don't work. Like, they work. They're technically bookcases. But Ikea is not Maggie Kia in the sense that if I had actually put all my books into the bookcase that I wanted that thing would have snapped like a freaking twig. And so I'm talking to Ben about it. I'm starting to get more agitated and I'm getting more and more and more agitated. And then all of a sudden, like I just started hysterically crying, like full blown, ugly cry to the point where I am sitting in his lap and he is holding on to me. He's like, who died? What happened? 
are are we destitute? Are we getting kicked out of the house tomorrow? Is like someone like like what is going on? Because I was crying that hard, I couldn't talk, I couldn't breathe, and. I was going through a full moment because my dream office that I had in my head completely fell apart. Like the desk, I didn't even get to the chance of building the desk. So I didn't know if the desk was going to work or not. All I knew is that my little nook for my printer worked and my chair worked, but my bookcase wasn't going to work and everything wasn't going to work. And that's when I go back to, I even still in that moment after spending the money, I didn't believe it was possible or safe for me to have an office of my dreams and that I love. And so because I didn't believe in that, instead of thinking, okay, well, these bookcases don't really work. It's okay. You know, I'll either, you know, return to my, return them to Ikea, or maybe Ben can use them in his office. Not that big of a deal, right? Like we can move on. I had a full blown meltdown. So that's why I'm saying like safety really needs to be a focus when you're doing these journal prompts. Like you need to figure out how to feel safe. And then finally, when I could calm down enough and I told him that I felt like, what was the words I used? I felt, I was tired of feeling like an afterthought and never actually being able to feel safe for what I wanted or ask for what I wanted. And I was so, and I like, I'm kind of getting a little choked up on it, but I was so desperate just to have a bookcase, just to have a desk, just to have a chair and a little office that I had picked out for the first time as an adult in 35 years. Like, well, not 35 years, like let's say 15, right? So the moment I moved out of the house. So for 15 years, I had not asked anyone for something that I wanted. I was able to just run with everyone's hand-me-down and be grateful for it because if I wasn't grateful, then I was this evil hoe bag. And how could I not be grateful for free things when people were that thoughtful? So no matter what, I took it. And until I could wrap my brain around that the other side of this bridge is it is safe to have this office I love. It is safe to have a chair where I can put my feet on the floor. It is safe to pivot and move on to these things. Like I just fully sabotaged. And, and that's why I'm saying like, I know that this change can be hard because I've been consciously doing mindset work for like 10 years now. Every single day I find one new thing that I can focus on and it's always micro little things, right? It's all little shifts that I can do hopefully in an hour. Sometimes it's an Ikea store in seven hours, but still I try and focus on all these little mindset shifts so that I can start to bridge and I can become the next version of me and then the next version of me and the next version of me. But really it helps when you not only find someone you want to mimic, but it also helps when you can feel safe. So I finally, finally, so let's wrap up the Ikea story because this was not meant to be in the podcast, but apparently whoever's needing it, this is for you. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, You get to hear about me hysterically crying over Ikea bookcases, but I have been, okay, so it's been about a month and change. I came home the next day because I didn't have any PTO. Ben and I have been switching PTO days off. So I had one day off and he didn't, and he had the next day off and I didn't. So I come home the next day. And he had a surprise for me and he opens up my office and my desk is built and he had it all laid out. He had taken all my pens and he found one of my old like antique like from the early 90s mermaid cups and he put all my pens in there. He had my printer set up. He took all my books. He put them in a nice neat stack. He had my, what was it like three? No, it's like a four foot little mermaid poster from 1989 that I've had literally since birth. He put that in the corner for me. He, he like set my office up and it was so cute. And like had my lamp up and had everything up and it was beautiful. 
And it's okay that my books were on the floor, right? Because again, the book bookcase didn't work and it's okay. But like, I opened the office and I cried, of course, right? Like I started hysterically crying again, but I was so incredibly grateful because I realized that even though there are times where I don't feel safe that I don't feel safe that I can get what I want. There are other people in my life that support me that say, no, it's okay. No, it is safe. You know, my husband thankfully stepped in and helped me with that. I am hopefully stepping in and telling you that whatever thing you're trying to do right now, it is okay. It is safe. If I can verbally or virtually hold your hand, you know, that's what I'm here for. Like, that's why I always, you know, pour my heart and soul into those journal prompts is because since I can't physically sit down next to you, like this is me sitting down next to you, walking you through and holding your hand to feel safe to be on the other side of that bridge. Because here's what happens when you get to the other side. Like we've talked about the bridge a lot, right? Tons and tons of talk about the bridge, tons of talk about feeling safe, tons of talk of like finding the people and mimicking the things. Once you get to the other side, this is what I want you to start to think of. I want you to think that it is going to be the fastest way to create the life that you want. I want you to think you're going to do this so that you can start training your subconscious that this is possible. That means that you will not fight your change and you will actually start to mirror the life that you want. And if you start believing that the bridge is possible, that this is the fastest way to create the change that you want, that you can go ahead and move into the next version of reality, then, and it feels safe, right? Like it feels safe. Your version of safety, whatever that means. Then what you're gonna do is you're not gonna have this friction anymore. Like you're not gonna sabotage yourselves and like miss out like on that workout night. You're not gonna overeat. You're not gonna ignore your business. You're not gonna do all the dumb shit that like your brain is consciously saying, why the fuck are we doing this? We know this is a, a procrastination. This is an avoidance tactic. This is a sabotage tactic. Why are we doing this shit? We're doing it because it doesn't feel safe. So when you feel safe, you're like, you know what? That sabotage tactic doesn't really hold an appeal anymore. I'd rather go do the thing that's going to make me happy because it's not that big of a deal. And it's actually going to bring me joy with no strings attached. And that's the beauty of it all, right? Like, it takes time. There's going to be new scenarios that pop up and you're going to be like, why am I crying over an Ikea bookcase after I've done all this mindset work for the last decade? But that's okay. That's just another way for you to move through and for you to see what life can look like on the other side. It's another way for you to start to feel safe and maybe an area you didn't realize you needed to feel safe on. It's another way for you to super fast create the life that you want. So the next version of the life that I want is an obscene amount of land in Tennessee and having us eventually move into Tennessee. Now, when I was thinking years and years and years ago about us moving to a big piece of land and having like more than five acres, between five and 10 acres and having a big piece of land, I had no ever loving clue how this was going to happen. And fast forward six years, well, actually, no. How long did it take? I was thinking about that. I was like 24. So yeah, it took about six years. So from 24 to we moved out here when we turned 30, it took about six years for that to happen. But when it happened, I was ready. I was motivated. I, I did the things. I didn't sabotage myself. And boom, we were able to buy our, our 10 acre property. And now I'm doing the same thing. So we're always building the bridge. But here's the best part. It gets to be faster. So 
I am hoping it does not take six years to get me out to this land in Tennessee. I'm hoping it takes like two <laughs> or maybe three. But like the skills, the tactics, the mindset, the journal prompts, the shifts, the habits, the ways of learning how to feel safe, all of that that you're doing right now, all of that translate. That's like the best part of all of this. Every single thing you do gets to build. Every single thing you do gets to be another layer to add you or to add on so that you can go ahead and get to the life that you want. You're never truly starting over from scratch ever, right? You're, you're just building. So let's build in the right direction. Let's go ahead and build in a way that makes sense and that's going to move us forward and that we're going to love. And then that way, when you, you know, whether you meditate or you physically are on the other side of that bridge of where you're thinking, like when I'm sitting down and I'm having 40 year old conversations with myself, because I am 40, I can be like, you know what, I built this life. This is the, actually the life I specifically built intentionally. It took X amount of years to get here, but that is okay, because this is exactly what I wanted. So that is my hope for you, that you can take these journal prompts, that you can take these thoughts, these realities, these manifesting tools, and you can go ahead and start to create the next version of reality that you're getting ready to step into. And with that being said, I wanna thank you so incredibly much for listening to today's episode. I wanna hear how you're using the journal prompts. What are you doing? How are you implementing them? Tag me on the socials. Tell me where you're listening to the episodes. Obviously, I've gotten over my retarded phobias of demon just making snoring noises in the background. And I am on all the social medias. I actually, um, before I was getting ready to record tonight's episode, I actually put all four of the fur babies on the socials. So you can tag me on social media. You can drop a comment on the Etsy store. Don't forget to use your journal prompt code, you know, podcast love. So you can get the bite size shift that can be done in under an hour, margaretstevens.co slash shop. Or, you know, obviously if you're on the newsletter, you know, then you're going to get the links of everything anyway. And if you are on the newsletter and you want to go through the calm and spacious mini guide, let me know. I can put you back through the funnel of the calm and spacious mini guide. If you haven't gone through it, you're not on the newsletter. You're totally going to love it. So this calm and spacious, calm and spacious mini guide is a free little guide I created. And it gives you the top three questions that I use daily to guide my decisions on where to spend my time and where to spend my money. Plus, as I always do, give you examples of how to actually implement this and make it work for you. So with that being said, I love you. Go do the thing. Go look on the other side of the bridge and realize that it's really not as scary as we make it out to be. We just have to feel safe and it has to feel loving. And that's what journal prompts are for, to help us and guide us and show us that it's safe to have our desires. It's safe to ask for what we want. It's safe to spend money on ourselves. It's safe to want to go ahead and become a better person. It's safe to want to do all the things that are on our heart anyway. And that the sabotage and the, you know, the backsliding and all of that is not required. Talk to you soon. Bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.